Hey guys, Sam Mellinger here, sports columnist with the Kansas City Star. Thank you for tuning in here to the fifth episode of this, I think we still call it an experiment, Mellinger Minutes for Your Ears, built around whatever's going on around Kansas City sports and some conversations with people that you might think is might think is interesting. This week, it was really cool. Um, I sat down with, with the mayor, uh, with Quentin Lucas, the other day for a column that, that posted, but then we got start, started talking about some other stuff too, mainly the lockdown and, and you know, kind of how much how much longer this can go, how much longer um, he thinks Kansas City is going to have patience for all this and, uh, or whether Kansas City is getting used to it. I thought his answer was pretty interesting. So I, I hope you stick around for that. You know, I was trying to figure out something to talk about in this first segment other than the NFL draft, but there's just, it's it's all that I'm thinking about. And some of this I wrote in the column that, that posted on Friday morning, very early Friday morning, about 12.30 a.m. Friday. But it was cool. Like I, I'm not the biggest NFL draft guy. You know what I mean? Like I like it. I'll watch it. I'm a sports junkie, so th- there's all that. But it's it's dry, right? Like I'd much rather watch a game. But there's <laughs> there is no way to you know live in America right now and and not feel and and be a sports fan in America, I should say, and not feel something different last night, you know? And some of the stuff they did, you know, is a little bit over the top. Watching the draft is not going to heal America or anything like that. But they did raise some money, obviously, which is cool, but more than that, it was just nice to just kind of not shut your brain off, but just be able to talk about, "Oh my god, did the Giants pick the wrong tackle?" Oh my God, did the Chiefs pick the wrong position? You know, it's just nice to have like actual sports stuff to talk about. Uh, we saw a glimpse of that, I guess, with the last dance with the, you know, the, the Bulls documentary that's running on ESPN. But we all know how that ends, right? We all know that Jordan is a competitive maniac, uh, bordering on a, being a jerk a lot of times. And we all know that he's probably the best, if not, you know, and if he's not the best, he's one of the two, three, four best basketball players of all time that the Bulls will end up winning the national, the, the, NBA championship that year. We all know that. We didn't know how this draft would go other than Joe Burrow and Chase Young at the top. Like it was just, it was nice to have some spontaneity uh, and being able to talk about like actual sports. And, you know, toward that end, um, obviously people here are most interested in, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the uh, running back from LSU that the Chiefs used their 32nd pick on. And I am really of two minds on this, and and it's hard to separate the two. Um, you know, this is when I, part of me wishes I could be like the the hot take guy, because uh, moments like this would be a lot easier. But I do think that the the added value of uh, taking a running back with that pick is not is not as great as you know what they would have gotten how how they could have improved the team if they took one of the corners that was available or Xavier McKinney a safety or Antoine Winfield Jr who can play you know safety or corner i just thought those were bigger better fits and and might help the chiefs in in a bigger way but i also have eyes and i also watched LSU a few times and i also watched uh highlights of Edwards Lair before you know before the draft and then again last night after they picked him and it is really easy to see what the Chiefs see in that guy. He is a stud. He's an absolute stud. He is short 
and he doesn't have 4-4 speed, pretty much everything else is 10 out of a 10. I mean, he's shifty. He makes guys miss. He's tough as hell. Rarely, rarely goes down from the first guy that hits him. Great out of the backfield, runs sharp routes, said to be a really hard worker, dedicated to the sport. I mean, all those things. I mean, you can see how Andy Reid and Brett Veach watched that tape and thought, holy crap, this guy is a perfect fit for what we do. And, you know, if it's good for Patrick Mahomes, it's good for the Chiefs. And if that's as as far as you want to go with the analysis, like that's, that's pretty easy to defend, right? Um, I just wonder if, you know, the opportunity cost of using that first round pick on a running back like what's the difference between that and the running back that'll be available with the second or you know later on in the draft uh versus the difference between the cornerback or the defensive back or the um you know even a defensive lineman who's there right now versus what'll be available um when they start picking later in the draft that that's the part that i keep coming back to but look man it's all good you know the the downside of that pick is is pretty damn good. You know, I mean that's another way to say it. Worst case scenario, the best offense just got better. So that's a pretty close, pretty good place to be in. And you know what? Being able to talk about like actual sports is a pretty cl- pretty good place to be in as well. So anyway, we got a few questions this week. Please keep those coming. Eight one six two three four four three six five. Eight one six two three four. 4365. Just leave your, your first name, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. It is really cool. That's one of my favorite parts of this job during all this is, is hearing from you guys and, and, and hearing how you're getting through all this. So please keep any questions or comments coming. And with that, we'll, we'll get to the questions. Okay, thanks. So our first question comes from John Hennessy uh, on Facebook, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. He says, hey, Sam, I'm less concerned about sitting in a stadium than being herded through one of those 30-minute security flash mobs. They were already annoying. Now they could be downright dangerous. I might just wait for the third inning. Look, I, I hear what you're saying, but I keep coming back to this. You know, the, the world in which the boxes have been checked for sports to come back is a world so different than this one. I mean, it's so different that I don't think we can even be sure of all the ways that it'll be be different. You know what I mean? Like, will there be a vaccine? Um, Will there be enough tests? Will those tests be instant? Will those tests be reliable? Will there be some other way to stay safe? I mean, I have no idea, but I do think, actually, I know that leagues have every incentive to make sure they get this right and make sure that people have reason to feel comfortable spending money in crowds. You know, the... Look, the, the more that this goes on, the more it feels like there will be stages. You know, uh, the first stage will be games in empty stadiums. And I don't know. I mean, like crowds may have to wait for a vaccine. And if that happens, then we don't have to worry about the further delays at the gates. You know what I mean? But look, like also I keep thinking about this. I would love a world in which we merely had to worry about further delays at the gates. Okay, uh, this one's from Christopher Korth, also on Facebook. When the 13 and 3 Chiefs lost at home, my life changed. I simply cared less about sports. Isn't it really just a game? So, sorry, but a 13-3 and Chiefs team lost at home? (laughs) You're going to have to be more specific, Christopher. Sorry, (laughs) couldn't resist. I'll see myself out. But here, look, here's another question kind of hits on the same theme. This is from Adam Davis. He says, does a world without sports make them seem more important or less important? It's a great question. And can the answer be both? Because I think the answer is both. All of our lives have been majorly disrupted right uh to the point that it's hard to care much that we can't watch the royals and the raves on on tv tonight right but some of us are stuck in part in apartments alone some of us are trying to figure out how to homeschool our kids some are worried about our parents or grandparents 
you know, the school and events that kids and grandkids are missing. Sports are fun, but it is hard to care much when you're kind of, you know, tiptoeing through a grocery store aisle trying to socially distance. I get all that. I feel all that. Um, maybe not the grandkids part, but I feel all that. But I also get and feel something else. You know, like this isn't sports exactly, um, but the happiest hour of my lockdown may have been the other day. Just a gorgeous day, perfect day. Took a bucket of balls uh, to the park and threw like an hour of batting practice to our kindergartner. Like, I know I'm just a dumb dad, but um, I actually think he has a pretty decent swing. But like the look on his face when he connects is just like everything. You know, I also know that when those calendar notifications still pop up on my phone, I'm reminded of, you know, how nice it would be to have the Royals game on in the background tonight or to have to have been able to, to play catch and eat pizza in the parking lot last weekend before watching the game. Um, you know, you, you might have heard me say this before, but sports are the least important thing in the world, except for the moments when they're the most important thing in the world. And, you know, look, like some people are creating new habits, developing new priorities. And, you know, I don't know, maybe there'll be a hard sell for leagues to get back as customers on the other side of this. All I know is that I can't wait, and not just because of what I do for a living, and not just because of what games happening again would indicate for progress against this pandemic, but because sports have a deep and permanent place in my life, personally and professionally. You know, like, I miss being at the ballpark. Uh, I miss being able to ask questions and have conversations with people who love baseball as much as I do and know a hell of a lot more about it. I miss all that for sure, but, you know, what I miss most are the relationships and the memories that we get from sports. You know, like I hate that our preschooler was signed up for his first soccer and t-ball games or t-ball teams this spring. He's not going to get to play with his friends. I hate that our kindergartner was so pumped for coach pitch this spring and now that's on hold. I hate that we can't go to games as a family. I can't talk or argue about it with any of my friends. You know, maybe that's all stupid, but that kind of thing is important to me. And, you know, it's not what happens in the games, really. It's sort of what happens to us. I don't know. I don't know if any of that makes sense. But to me, you ask a great question. And to me, the answer is both. Okay, the bonus segment this week is a conversation I had with Mayor Quentin Lucas. Most of this interview was for a column I wrote. It posted on the website on Wednesday. It was about the mayor of Kansas City posted his cell phone number on Twitter. This happened on March 1st, so it was before the lockdown, before I think most people really knew what was going to happen with all this. It was about violent crime. He did it out of frustration. It's all in the column, and it was fun to write. I do hope you read it. But at the end of it, and we, we did the interview just sort of right outside City Hall on a, on a picnic table. We were distanced. And anyways, it was fun. I spent nearly an hour with him, really, and he was great. And toward the end, I started asking him, a little bit about the lockdown. It was less about the phone numbers and a little bit about the lockdown. So anyway, I just thought it was interesting what he said about kind of how long this will last and the frustration or the frustration he's feeling from people. And, 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 and also, you know, that some people are getting used to it. So anyway, two things here. He mentions Brooke Pryor briefly. Brooke uh, used to work at the Star, covered the Chiefs for us, and now is at ESPN covering the Steelers. But she was in town, I think it was for a playoff game this past season. 
and uh, followed Quentin around the parking lot before a game. And then he also mentions Morgan. Morgan said was there. Morgan is, I apologize, I don't have her, her official title in front of me, but she basically like the press liaison between Quentin and, and people like me. So he mentions Morgan again briefly. So anyway, here, here's the conversation. I thought it was interesting. You, you had said, I don't know if this is off topic, but you had said earlier, like you think people are, for the most part, like following the, the guidelines and everything. And I agree, yeah, but like, do, do you think people are... Is there a time limit on this? Are people getting used to it or are people getting fed up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You see yeah, either so way. I've got, um, and, the, and actually, Brooke Pryor met some of these folks when she followed me for a tailgate or something, but uh, I like my census often to be my Chiefs, my old Chiefs tailgate buddies. Um, I don't get to go to games with them like I used to, which is regrettable, but we also don't, you know, punt beer cans in the Arrowhead parking lot. You just, you have to grow up in life. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan's like, don't you dare say that ever. Uh, <laughs> Everybody listening to this is pointed at your can in the parking lot. I guarantee you that. But you know, and they've been funny because, uh, so one, I think, has gotten really used to it. And this is a, you know, uh, you know married guy, but him and his wife, and that's it. And, and he, I think, is just wired for that. There's another guy uh, who has two young kids <laughs> like every day he's just like yeah you know I'm, I'm really ready I'm really ready to go back he's like it's great to see my kids but you know um, and I think you're, you're seeing that balance but I, I do think yeah, as time goes on um, and I've recognized this every time we've had an order that um, for every time we've, the times we have extended you know, it would be unfair for us to say that it's just the reopen Missouri or reopen Kansas people that are that are having some angst. Um, they are for any number of reasons politically, but I think your average normal your person is just saying, "Okay, I've I've done a lot of this. I've I've been through X or Y show a number of times. Yeah. You know, I I'm a sports person still, so I will actually see what every network is trying to air for me on weekends, and I'm like. Oh, wow. Like, they showed the Broncos-Falcons Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who the hell cared about Super Bowl 31? It's like, Fox, you've already lost all your good games? Like, just give me a random (laughs) NFC championship game. And I think everybody is, uh, I think everybody's ready. But I also, and this is where the text messages are helpful, because every now and then people will give you their demographic information, which sometimes you wouldn't expect these categories to care. But it's, you know, if it's, a guy who's like, yeah, I go to, you know, I'm actually, sometimes it'll be like, I met you at this Chiefs game or something, or you stopped by a tailgate. Just want to say, I know why you're doing it, and yeah, we got to stick with it. And I'm like, that's actually really cool to me. Yeah, it's Because I would think that might be the crew that's like, I want to be out, and, you know, and damn it, they, you know, we need football this year yeah. or something like that. But instead, I think most are still getting it. Yeah. And most will and probably can for a few more weeks, not that we're people aren't going stir crazy but i think even my buddy who's like i never thought i would spend my entire day with toddlers um and he's like i see how hard it is um you know i think they're still understanding why we're in it yeah i guess i just wonder if like i don't know if it's like politically but if you just feel a pressure at some point the people might break you know if it goes i know it's may 15th but you know if it's june 15th or july 15th that kind of thing no absolutely do i i I absolutely feel like they're gonna break so for example the governor of virginia i think now maybe two weeks ago extended their orders till june 1st and i was like 
I don't know how you're going to do that without like increasing levels of civil disobedience. And we see elements of it now. Yeah. Um, you know, there I was hiking in Swill Park this weekend, and on the way out, I like you know just saw people who were like. There was actually like a miniature party around a porta potty, which is just weird. But that like is weird. twenty people set up lawn chairs near that, and uh, it's you're probably going to see more of that, particularly yeah. as the weather you know gets nicer like this. And I think that's why it's important for any of us in government to figure out kind of what that next phase is. Yeah. And you don't have to necessarily be at the next phase, but you need to message what it is. Um, yeah. It's the it's the sort of what is the plan? What is reopening looking like? Because. Yeah, I don't think we can sustain necessarily for the summer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, cool. You, you've been generous with your time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see people it. anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> right. other than some city council members, yeah, it's just you. I bet that's right. And right. John Elway classics on TV, which I hate. So, <laughs> yeah, what classes? John Elway class classics. Oh, classics. Classic yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, so. yeah. I saw, uh, the weirdest one I saw was a, a, a 1997 spelling bee. Was on like was that a classic? I don't remember who was in that one. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Stay safe, yeah, man. Thanks, Quinn. You too. Okay, guys. Uh, thanks for spending your time with us. Big thanks to Mayor Quentin Lucas and uh, for his time in that conversation and also for uh, Morgan said helping me set that up. Huge thanks, of course, to Savannah Smith, who this week did uh, about 95.1% of the work. And uh, again, thanks to everybody that's listening. Hope you're enjoying it. Any feedback is welcome. Again, the phone number is 816-234-4365. 816-234-4365. Okay, uh, talk to you guys next week.